Welcome back, everybody, to another Eats Beat podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. We are on location today, and we're going to be on location a couple of times. It's the run-up. You know, Steve, we could be at South by Southwest this weekend. We could be in Austin. It would be great if we were doing this on location from Austin. You know, well, we're not at South by Southwest, sadly, (laughs) and I'd probably be stuck in traffic at the Monument in Georgetown trying to get to town. But uh, we, we are in Fort Worth, where uh, we'll be having the Fort Worth Food and Wine Festival <laughs> in about a month. And so the, uh, we're, we're gearing up for the Fort Worth Wine Festival, and we have our, uh, our guest today. We're at Grace, and Chef Blaine Stanford's our guest. Thank you for having me. And now we want you to talk about the Fort Worth Food and Wine Festival because it's, you know, we're three weeks away, depending when you're listening to this. Uh, it's coming up on this big event, and it's become kind of a phenomenon in Fort Worth. People weren't sure when it started if Fort Worth even would have a would draw traffic for a big food festival it's really kind of become a big deal talk about kind of the festival and how it's evolved yeah so i think this is what the fourth or fifth year um for the festival and every single year it just gets bigger and better um what i'm really excited about is most of the um, festivals being held at heart of the ranch which i love being outside which is at clear fork right at clear fork um which i love being outside and you know i think what's fun about it is we should have good weather um and then you know i love kind of like the fire pits and things like that you know and one of the dishes we don't have our dish completely set but i know we're definitely going to be doing it grilled over fire so we're going to have some fun with our dish at the main street event now everything is outside almost i mean isn't that kind of risky to have the whole food and wine <laughs> festival outside i mean i like them risking it i think it makes it you know a lot more fun i know chefs when we do these offsite events it's much better to be able to do something over fire or something like that as opposed to having to cook something out of a chafing dish so. steve you've been to the food and wine festival you went to the burgers and brews didn't you when it was outside yes i did At the, what do you think of heart of the ranch as a setting oh it's real nice and uh, it kind of you know reminds me of uh, of what the, what they do at the austin food and wine festival sure. where it's yeah. all all outside which i think is the point right yeah no and, and that's the one you know i know the uh food and wine festival where they had all spread out and they wanted people to see different parts of fort worth but, you know, it is it's a little tiring and, and driving around and stuff. I, I like it being all in one central location. Well, um, of course, this is going to be, and it's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the first weekend of April. Mm-hmm. So, and it is, it is not a cheap event. We want to be sure and warn everybody if you think you're going to come out and get like, you know, $10 burgers or something like that. The, uh, the big events, the, the burger slider cook-off and the... Um, spice fire it's not just a barbecue event it's kind of a spicy event those are like seventy dollars for uh for for vip or sixty dollars and then you're cooking in the main event which is where all the big chefs are what are you cooking in the main event we're not completely set yet but we know we are going to do something over fire um so it's every single year we do something completely different it's not something that we serve at either one of the restaurants and it's it's always a surprise always i know we always get a good a good crowd looking for to see what we're going to make this year so uh it's always a new surprise for us what uh well you the kind of people you meet at food wine festival are they mostly from out of town or in town yeah i would think it's a good mix um there's definitely a lot of uh fort worth foodies that come to it and definitely a lot of our little red wasp and grace guests are at the festival and of course you get the out-of-towners too so everyone's just looking to have a great time and really try all the local food that's in town okay now we want you to talk a little bit about grace grace has been here for 10 years in the middle of downtown 
it's kind of everybody's go-to. People know about the big chain steakhouses, but if you're local, you know about Grace and you know about the steaks at Grace. What is there something on the menu at Grace that you wish people knew more about and ordered more often? Man, I think the biggest thing that we provide here at Grace that's a little bit different than all of the restaurants that surround us, we're kind of in Steakhouse Row in downtown, is first off, we offer a seven-course vegetarian tasting menu and a seven-course regular tasting menu, which... To my knowledge, there's not another tasting menu in all of Fort Worth. Um, so to come in and get seven courses vegetarian in a very steak and potato driven city is something very unique for us. Um, so we've been doing both of those tasting menus for almost two years now. And, and how much are they? Um, so it's 85 for the regular tasting menu and 65 for the vegetarian tasting menus. And with, then how much is the wine pairing with it? Uh, the wine pairing sure. is an additional $65. Okay, so so at 65 for a vegetarian tasting menu, chef's menu. Um, what are some of the things that have shown up on the regular tasting menu lately sure so i think one of the we start off with this amazing um dish that we're using um hawaiian sushi grade hawaiian swordfish that we're treating it the way you would treat a pork leg or a ham so we're actually brining it brushing it with maple syrup and then cold smoking it and so it takes on the flavor and texture of a ham but it's a sushi grade uh swordfish uh, you could do that with a swordfish that would work yeah and so we do that with soft scrambled eggs, and you have the addition to add uh, American caviar to that. And then we do some cured egg yolks that go over the top of it. It kind of has a texture of, like, Parmesan cheese. This is pretty nice. What's the entree on the, the typical chef's dinner? Um, so currently we're doing um, venison from mm-hmm. Burkinero Ranch, and we do that in two different preparations. We use the leg that we're braising and shredding, and we kind of like a little cake with that. And then we do the chop that's just been broiled. And then we're serving that with a a turnip sauerkraut and some ivory sweet potatoes. Steve, you have a question about Grace? You come here often? Uh, Not often. uh, (laughs) For special occasions. As much as we can afford working at the Star Telegram. We we do like the wine dinners here. So we do have gone to a couple of the wine dinners and uh, some of the patio things y'all have done. Sure. So um, we have a piezo wine dinner coming up um, at the end of... um, end of March and then we are kind of waiting for the weather to break and then we do do uh, two or three patio dinners we seat about 40 on our patio and do a, uh, a really fun some, the biggest one that we do is our clam bake every year mm-hmm. yeah but you have all this expensive stuff but a lot of people don't realize that you have the bar menu and you have these uh, is it Wednesday wine specials yeah so we you do women it, and wine every single Wednesday yeah and that's um, it's ten dollars it's uh, it's two wines and it's paired with two bites of food yeah um, it's a great event and uh, it changes every single week and then your barman you has a burger which i'll argue is the best burger in town although you keep it a secret <laughs> we don't necessarily advertise it is a, a gigantic hit it's a half pound patty um that is uh, we do all ground in house it's um ground tenderloin um yeah and it's been a, a gigantic yeah, hit since day fantastic. one now you also have little red wasp and then uh you hope to uh, little red wasp has been getting more attention because it's the closest restaurant to the, uh, to the uh, train station for Texrail uh, visitors coming in, the first restaurant, people come in from Grapevine looking for lunch, they come to Little Red Wasp. And, uh, you know, it's uh, so much now they may not have to come downtown. There may be one opening in South Lake soon. Yeah, but, so we, we've been at, at Little Red Wasp in downtown has been open for five years now, and it's our more casual uh, sister. Um, 
big knife and fork sandwiches, salads, and then, um, you know, we do Saturday brunch, Sunday brunch. And so currently we're hoping, uh, we're in the process of capital raising for our second location, which is at, um, in Southlake, yeah. Steve, what do you get at Little Red Wasp? You know, my big two things at Little Red Wasp, the, re the reason I go to Little Red Wasp for lunch a lot is strong Wi-Fi and good air conditioning. Those two, <laughs> those are two top priorities for me in a lunch restaurant. Well, I'm at... Uh, Especially in the summer, I would imagine. <laughs> You know, they, there's the Reuben, of course, yeah. uh, but I, I, when I do that, I have to be with somebody so we can split it. Yeah. You know, because that's, uh, and I do like the uh, chips with the uh, ranch. Ranch, yeah. yeah. The house chips. Ranch, yeah. That, that, that's really good. And then if I'm by myself, uh, a lot of times I'll get the meatballs sandwich, which is it on the menu anymore? You just, so you just it's on our, 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 it's, it's, Always available, right. um, yeah. but yes, it is, uh, it is by request. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. by request. Yeah, so I request that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I, lo I love the meatballs. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. just have some other lunch specials, mm -hmm. and then uh, you know, how'd the hot chicken go? You have the hot chicken at night. Yes, yeah, so we have uh, the Nashville hot chicken, and then um, the grandma's chicken. And then we also did the barbecue chicken, so, we're, so three we're, different types of fried chicken. So we're talking to uh, Blaine Stanford, who's the chef at Grace, which is in the, this is not the Frost, this is the what 777 Main Building. The 777 Main, the old, old Petroleum Club Tower. And so it's in the, the uh, lobby here on Main. And it's that place when you walk by on Main between, uh, between 6th and 7th, and it looks like people are having some sort of fancy dinner and clinking glasses. That's Grace you're looking into. <laughs> and then there's an inexpensive bar menu, too. So we're talking about uh, Chef Blaine Staniford from Grace and also from Little Red Wasp, which is in the 800 block of Maine. It's the uh, less expensive restaurant on the beef block down there <laughs> right. with all the prime steakhouses. So uh, what else do we need to say about the Food and Wine Festival? It's coming up there uh, first week of April. There are tickets on sale. I think the whole weekend costs about 400 and some dollars for six events. So I think it works out to about... 60 or $70 event, an event if you really want to splurge and go to the whole thing. Steve, is it worth it? If, uh, if you compare it to the Austin Food and Wine Festival, it's, it's a bargain. Yeah, I mean, it is a bargain compared to the Austin Food and Wine. I mean, I think it's also important that it, it is all for, for charity, and they're raising, they've raised over $150,000 for sending um, culinary, culinary students, students to the Culinary Institute of America, which I'm a, um, a graduate from. So I mean, that does it, and it's another reason I definitely support the festival, because it, it does for a good cause, and I love to see the students being able to get the grants to go to the Culinary Institute of America. And that's the real heartwarming thing, to see the students who are working their way up a lot of them you know getting to go to a, a school like this for the first time sure. with their family and to learn and to develop their skills and to grow up and a lot of them are moving up very quickly in sure. culinary once you once you show you've got the skills then if you've got some style and touch you you really get some gigs pretty easily in this yeah i've also noticed that uh, they normally have some of the high school culinary students helping out other chefs uh, you know during the uh, during the like the main event and things like that now sure, we, sure. And that's even something that we do throughout the year at, at um, Grace is we bring in um, culinary students and they basically get the real life experience here at Grace mm -hmm. before they've graduated and before they've gone on to do, um, you know, kind of their real life jobs. And we ought to talk about a little bit about the other food news of the week. Uh, you know, there's everybody on social media seems to be talking about the new Heim opening up. It's like there could be all this other big news like Stir opening where Kona was and things like that. But all everybody want to know is Heim, Heim, Heim. Where's Heim? When's Heim? It's like, 
what is you know what has Travis Heim done? He's taken over everyone's. He's living in everybody's head in Fort Worth. What makes Heim such a big deal? Uh, the bacon burnt ends apparently is what everybody really likes. Yeah. So everybody likes bacon, and everybody likes burnt ends. So bacon burnt ends. There's already a proposal today. We've talked for years about whether we need to change the name of White Settlement Road in Fort Worth. So he suggested changing it to Bacon Burnt End Road, and <laughs> just have it be done at that. Well, I, the new Heim will open. In uh, the end of this month, and it is there's been a lot of confusion. It is not on the Angelos end of White Settlement, and it is not the old Thurber Mingus, and it is not in White Settlement. It is uh, near Roberts Cutoff Road, where the Veterans of Foreign Wars Hall used to be. Um, if you were ever a veteran of foreign wars out there, but the number to remember when you go looking, the new Heim is at 5333 White Settlement Road. So remember Heim at 5333, that'll be called Heim on the River. They'll have a deck on top where you can eat barbecue or drink beer or eat tacos. They'll have burgers, they have a broader menu, and they'll have a whole view of the, of the uh, river levee there while you're dying at Heim. Is there anything? What do you get at Heim, Steve? Well, I get Heim, uh, yeah, the bird well, ends and some brisket. You, yeah. Usually, that's usually uh, what I get. Yeah, is, have you been? Oh yeah, and I'm I'm kind of the same way. I've got to do the. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of the fatty brisket, and then yeah, a little side of the bacon burnt ends. You know, and, and the the technically the bacon burnt end is really. It's really not a burnt end, right? It's a, no, right, uh, yeah. So I think it, I'm pretty sure they're doing it with. Pork I don't belly, want to bust so. Travis's. Yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. I mean, I don't know all his secrets, and I'm not going to yeah. speak for him. Yeah. But um, I I've always enjoyed them when I've had them. Yeah, so. it, it, it's a really great little. It's a really great little pork slab, a little a little pork bite that that's that's really really good to have. Okay, so we've got a new Heim opening up. We've got Stir from Dallas, mm-hmm. which is coming in and taking over that monster Kona space. In West 7th, they'll have a restaurant downstairs, a big uh, patio and drinks upstairs. They do a great business in Deep Ellum. We'll see what they can do in in Crockett Row. Crockett Row seems to be uh, hit and miss, but the El Bolero over there is doing pretty well. You, I've you, been to the El Bolero in Dallas, and so I'm excited to have another option over here. Yeah, sure. yeah. El Bolero has got this kind of upscale interior Mexico menu that's a little bit different, but a little bit. It's got a little bit of character too. They've got a great te- tequila list too. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think. The, I think that tequila list, Fort Worth was lacking on really good tequila lists. We, we have a lot of good Mexican restaurants, but we don't have as many good margaritas or good tequila lists. So, yeah, I think that's going to be a big deal for Stir. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about is that March 14th, very important day, because 3.14 is pi. And so this is, besides the National Pi Day, it's the PIE day. This is PI day, pie day, when people go eat pie and a lot of restaurants have their pie celebrations. Mm-hmm. So uh, just what comes to mind, gentlemen, when you uh, think of pie? Uh, Swiss pastry uh, comes to mind a Swiss lot. Swiss pastry, I mean, yeah. the coconut meringue. Yeah, they got the, yeah, there's, uh, you know, they have a, uh, a chocolate cake, too, they or a, a pie, or a chocolate pie. Chocolate pie. <laughs> right. You're thinking about the Black Forest cake. Yeah, the, the Black Forest cake is one of my yeah. favorites. They it. have a great coconut meringue, though, mm-hmm. at Swiss Pastry, and that gets overlooked because mm-hmm. people are getting, like, the Black Forest or the German chocolate cake and all their cakes. But they have a great coconut meringue pie. There's a new place in Arlington, and it's a chain out of Tennessee, but it's called Buttermilk Sky Pie, and uh, it's, it's a, a Tennessee pie bakery. They don't have fancy coffees. They don't have pizzas. They don't have a bar. They don't even have a place to sit. They don't have anything but pie. And you go in there and you can get a big pie or a small pie. And they have a, a really great coconut meringue pie. They have a new 
uh, key lime pie. They have a banana cream pie now. They have a chocolate cream pie. And then they have a few. They have like an apple um, apple crunch caramel pie. and uh, they, they, they have I, a buttermilk pie? They have, they have a great buttermilk pie. Okay, they have yeah. a really I good like crust. Butter, I, I do like and, buttermilk and, pie. And, uh, you know, the Paris Coffee Shop has a new buttermilk pie. That's mm-hmm. like, they, nothing ever changes at the Paris Coffee Shop after 90 years, except they finally <laughs> added they finally added buttermilk pie, and it's an mm-hmm. excellent buttermilk pie, too. So that's some other place. You could pick your European uh, mm-hmm. restaurants in Fort Worth, the Paris Coffee Shop or the Swiss Pastry Shop. You yeah, know. so pick, you know, Bill, Billy's has a buttermilk pie, too. Billy's, Billy uh, Billy's Oak, Oak, Oak Acres, yeah. That's yeah a good, his, I think his mom makes it. That's so. a good pie place. <laughs> Blaine, is there a pie that comes to mind? Man, I'm just, I'm, no offense to any of the restaurants, I'm going to have to give with my good old grandma. So that's like, you know, she does the uh, pecan pie back uh, during the holiday season, and I'm sorry that... No one can touch it. Where is she? Where is she? She's in Arlington, yeah. She's so, in Arlington. And, but it's funny that you bring up the whole Tennessee, though. So she's from Tennessee, Kentucky area. Well, you know, so. Texas pecan. I mean, you know, the two things that we're really known for in this area that we haven't developed food festivals around are peaches and pecans. We've, sure. let, we've let Weatherford have all the whole peach branding right. when really we could be doing a peach specials everywhere. And Texas pecans, the, the headquarters of the State Pecan Association is here. Everything about pecans, the pecan orchards in Hood County, everything right. about pecans, we could be doing more with pecans here. For sure. So yeah, local pecan pie is a big deal. It really and the, is. Uh, and so, uh, you know, there's, there's a couple of good ones outlying and they have, uh, and this uh, buttermilk sky pie from Tennessee, they have a pie, it's called Interstate 40 pie, I-40 pie, but it's, it's pecans, coconut, and chocolate chips. Sounds so good. So it's, it's, it's kind of a good yeah, it, it, we would call it an East Texas pie, but they've made it into an East Tennessee pie. So <laughs> it's really good. So uh, next week we'll be talking about more new restaurants and news. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue to have guests coming up to the Food and Wine Festival. And Steve Wilson is going to go out and eat some more and come back and tell us about it. <laughs> sure. So he's, he's going to come back and, and pick it up. So uh, stay with us here, and uh, you'll be be checking the podcast and follow Steve Wilson on Twitter as TX Weekend Chef mm-hmm. and on Facebook. And I'm Bud Kennedy. Follow me at Eats Beat and at Bud Kennedy's Eats on Facebook. And so follow us both on uh, DFW.com. And until next time, I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson.